Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money in Investing show. This week we are focusing on the top five habits for success. Very, very important, very process driven. Most importantly, need to be fun. Make sure you take plenty of notes. And as always, don't just take notes, make sure you take action. Hey guys, welcome to the Sweet Money Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my offsider and co-host, Mitchell Laurential. I'm really pleased to be here, Mr. B. Thank you. And the reason being is that these kinds of episodes are actually my favorite to record because for our listeners out there, they're getting a peek behind the curtain on exactly how stuff gets done because today, continuing on with our top five season, we're talking about the top five habits of successful people. Mm-hmm. We like to think that we're both successful, uh, and I think that we've got a lot of wisdom to share in that space, particularly yourself. So where do we kick off with number one to begin with? Indeed, it, it, what happens in life by accident and what happens by design and process, I think, is a, a really philosophical place. And you know, a lot of people rub along and, and hope that you know life drops them where they expect to be, their hopes, aspirations, and so on. But really, it takes a concrete game plan to get there. So I think you know, a starting point, and it's always difficult to put something like this together because there are so many different levels of success. There are so many different definitions of success. And just to be very clear, this isn't simply about who's made a lot of money because that's not necessarily a measure of success. You may have a different benchmark to that, uh, which might be you know having a really healthy lifestyle uh, where you're really balanced. It may be you know being an inspi- inspiration for your kids and bringing up a great family with good family values. Could be a huge contributor to your local community. You know everyone's got their own. Being a good partner, um, you know there's a lot of um, dissatisfaction out there at the moment and social media commentary around you know getting married shouldn't be the crowning glory of your life and that's true it shouldn't be but staying married should be. Um, yeah, these different things are all different benchmarks uh, that you can look at. We're going to look largely through you know, the money and investing space because that's our, that's our lane, I suppose. But I think a lot of these will, will bleed across into other aspects of life too because, uh, as it's often said, the way you do anything is how you do everything. And if you're successful in a particular endeavour and you bring that particular um, skill set, approach, methodology, uh, mindset, to whatever you do in life, then you can expect there to be you know, a, a, a level of success that comes with that. I'm excited, but I'm gonna have to put a 30 second ban on quotes just for now, AB, so we don't have a quote thought. Oh, I was yeah. a flog the other day, was it seven one? I don't know what you've got today, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see We'll see as we go through, that's for oh, There's sure. no time like the present, so let's get started, right? <sighs> Indeed, don't put off today what you can, anyway. So uh, clarity, number one, uh, you've got to be clear on what your intention is. Um, you know, any road will take you nowhere. And I think, you know, you've got to have a, a game plan in mind and, and, and a level of clarity of what the destination really looks like. Uh, and I know that sounds yeah, a very basic thing to say. And over the years, we've done this at, at a variety of live events. And it's always interesting. I mean, when we do live training, and I kind of miss that from the pre-pandemic world, yeah, you get a group, uh, you know, a room full of people, could be a few hundred people in the room, a few thousand in some instances. And actually trying to work out what makes people tick is just such a revelation. And when you ask a question like, you know, in, 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 in 10 words or less, tell me what it is you want from your life. And then it goes quiet. That's a really hard question, 10 words or less. And so many people, and I'm, I wanna, I'm gonna be really generous here and say it's 50-50, half of, half have sort of got their act together and have got a level of idea what they want, the other half done. It's actually in reality probably less than that in terms of people that are going to focus. And I can sometimes see that through, you know, clients that have gone through a level of personal development, because if you've done any level of, you know, personal development, performance enhancement, whatever it might be that you want to call it, um, you've had to think about that as a philosophical question. Well, what am I doing and what do I actually want? How am I going to know when I've got to my goal? What does it look like? What is it? How am I measuring it? 
Um, yeah, and that's very important. You can really see that distinction between people. So having a level of clarity, um, you know, it may be that you want you know, multiple streams of passive income, five streams of passive income, for example, it's a popular one. It may be to be able to retire at an early age. Okay, well, what does that age look like? Uh, what, what's the number? It, it may be to have the ability to be free to travel and work from anywhere in the world without it disrupting your income. Uh, it may be um, to have a low stress life. Uh, you know, these are all important things to have clear because then it can set you up on your pathway uh, to getting there. Any road will take you nowhere, as we keep saying. Uh, and so you've got to have a very, very clear idea of what it is that you're after and what you actually want versus what you think you want can be quite different. So, you know, some people want a millionaire lifestyle, billionaire lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, call it inflation billionaire lifestyle. And you don't have to necessarily be a billionaire to have that in just the same way, um, you know, you want a millionaire lifestyle, but you don't necessarily need to be a millionaire to have that. You can live in a very different way where you can access some of the stuff that you'd expect your average millionaire uh, to, to do with far less money if that's what your intention is. Um, yeah having no financial stress. Well, okay, what does that look like? Is it no mortgage? Um, is it no requirement to really look at your, your bank statement each month? I wouldn't recommend you do that. It's important to keep on top of your numbers irrespective of the level of financial success that you have. These are all different ways of, of measuring it. It's down to the individual to choose what that is. It's interesting just picking up on a couple of comments you made. All of them are specific, the examples you use. There's no sort of one word that entails everything. It's you want to not look at your bank statements or be retired by a certain age. It's almost not necessarily quantitative, but very specific, right? You've got to be really specific, Mitch. You know, it's like any goal in life. It, the, 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 the more vague and woolly it is, the harder it is to actually hit. And yet that's a, a real inverse to how most people think. They think if I just talk about it in very broad terms, I can hit that. But when you've got that level of specificity, you are going to hit the target because you've got a very clear intention as to as to what that looks like uh, i'll give you a really simple example of that with the the, the current house my my wife and uh, and and kids and i live in I, I i remember sketching probably 20 25 years ago you know and i was at an event and it's like what's your what's your dream house look like uh, and, and and what we live in now is probably not that different. It's bigger because I've got five kids, which I didn't probably expect to uh, to have, you know, 25 years ago. But the actual mechanics and the flow of the house are actually really, really similar. And 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 then when you know I sat down with the architect before we 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 built it, um, she said, "Oh, do you, do you have some ideas of what you want?" And I produced a series of, you know, I'm not going to say you know architect standard drawings. They absolutely were not. But they were very precise as to what was the layout that, that we were looking for and why. And then she was able to value add massively by changing dimension. It just did a brilliant job of bringing it to life. But the day when my wife and I walked through it as a, as, as a finished home, uh, we had left the kids with the in-laws and just had a, our first night there walking through it. And it was just something you could see in your mind's eye. And it was exactly as I'd intended it to be. And that's Perfect. not to say, you know, you, you're belligerent in what you want, but if you don't have a level of clarity as to what you're going in with, then you know the project takes much longer. The builder hates you because of all these variations. So it's just a very simple example of clarity and why it's so important. Got you. Moving forward, then in terms of actually knowing what you want and then getting it, two different things. So number two, probably one that springs to mind, if I can offer, would be, and it probably my biggest value would be discipline oh, and 100%. probably perseverance as well. Yeah, I think out of out of the raft of staff that we've had over the last 20 years, I'd say you're probably at the pinnacle of most discipline. There's probably three, maybe four of you I'd group 
in there over the years at that level of discipline, which is why you're kicking the goals in your life that you've intended. Thank you. And it's not by accident, it's that pure focus and, and, and deliberate intention. And that's the key thing. Um, you know, you get a setback, can you just grind through it? Because it's about just working that process. And I think, you know, we've talked so far about, well, okay, what's what's what are you aiming for? What's the thing? What's the clarity around that? But, you know, you've got to be absolutely bloody minded in terms of your determination to get that because there are so many things will blow you off course. If I go back to the house example, so oh, why don't you try this or have you considered tiles there? And it's good to take that opinion on board and then evaluate it versus what you want. And and, and then you've got to go, great, and then take it on board and, and keep grinding towards it. And there are plenty of setbacks. You should be playing in the AFL, but you didn't get there because of injury and, and that would be a setback. But the discipline that you built through your training and we said earlier the way you do anything is how you do everything is exactly what you bring here it's like this is the process and it's knocked out of the park every single day because there's a personal standard that's at that level and it's hugely important absolutely and i think a lot of people end up negotiating with themselves Mm. and if i can say anything is if you set an intention or a goal or you're clear on what you want once you've figured that out, there's no negotiation. If it's in your plan, it's what you want, that's what you do. That's right, you're, you're settling with yourself and that's that's not the way to do it. That's, a, that's at the, you're opening the curtain uh, to weakness and, and eventually that curtain gets open wide and, and, and things don't happen. Good case in point, and as I say, your discipline is why you're kicking the goals that you are. And we've run this in a podcast as to what your journey has looked like. And there are naysayers out there saying BS or yeah, whatever. And the reality is that's okay, that's their frustration and anger. Uh, trying to put the pin into your balloon. And it's because maybe they want that too, but they haven't had the self-discipline to to stay on point. And, and maybe they haven't had access to some of the skills and, and, and techniques that you use, but they are freely available if you look. If it's a big enough project, it's hot, hot enough and important enough for you to find a way of getting through it. Um, I, I just had a conversation on Friday with a buddy of mine, uh, and I haven't spoken to him probably, probably for a few years. Been a client of ours, good mate, really nice guy, but we just haven't lined up for a conversation, ended up having about 90 minutes on, on, on Zoom on Friday, which was really nice. And, and he's got a podcast running and and, and, and he said, how, and he talked about how we're going here with us. And I sort of talked about some of the statistics and where we're at and where we want it to go. And I said, the key thing, what you have to do, and we had this conversation and what will be almost five years ago now. I remember it exactly. Never break the chain. We said we'd do one weekly every Monday and everyone said, I'll start fortnightly, go monthly, do this, do that. Never break the chain. We haven't missed a Monday yet, nor will we. And he's had a really, really busy period in his business where he's I've missed a few weeks. So, well, why don't you record them in advance so that doesn't happen? But you've just got to set that intention that if you're doing something, you don't break the chain. And I think you have that discipline, even though it's a, just a basic example, carries you through everything because, you know, it's like cleaning your shoes or making sure you're presentable. What you do is just a standard that you set and you've got to maintain that, that, that perseverance and discipline even when it's hard. And it is hard. So going into number three, I know you've talked to a lot about this before, AB. I'm going to steal this off you. The notion of gamifying things, so mm-hmm. gamification, yeah. can make it a little easier amidst what's a fairly arduous task overall to stay on track all the time, all year mm-hmm. round. What do you think about gamifying everything? I, yeah, personally speaking, and this won't be true for everybody, personally speaking, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and the more fun you can have internally playing the game, uh, and if I, not on my journey, if I take probably two, if not three examples of people in mine, or in one case, our circle, where someone's kicked really substantial goals, you know, really, really big goals. And from an unexpected start, you know, in, in two examples I'm thinking of, there are people that 
early on in their career weren't doing anything particularly inspiring, but had a level of clarity of what they wanted to achieve and, and have just been absolutely brutal with their focus on it. Both in the, in the multi decals, probably hundreds of millions in terms of net worth, certainly in terms of one, and the other one's probably not far off that. And all it is is a game. It's not about money. It's about that game. You know, and I wasn't having this conversation with someone the other day um, you know, as, with regard to Elon Musk. It, it, it's not been about money and really hasn't been ever, not since before PayPal. It's, it's not been about that. It's just been the game of where can I take a concept to? And I think as soon as something stops being about money and, and becomes that internal game with yourself, that's where the fun really starts because we're all kids at heart. We love playing games. Money is a very dry subject. It's also a, a, a scorecard that's not necessarily the best scorecard, but it is an ordinal scorecard that you can use. Forgetting about that and just treating it as a game. So if you've got a, a, something that you're hell-bent on achieving and, and, and it's that game with yourself, today I'm going to make sure I do this because that will lay up for tomorrow, which will be that, and that'll lay up for the end of the week, which will do that, which is why I break my goals down each and every week into my big three. What am I working on this week and every day? What are my big three for the day? And by chunking it down like that, you, you, all you got to do is just work the process. Chip away at those three, which is going to get you closer to what your big three were for the week, which is going to get you closer to what you wanted to achieve for the quarter, which almost assures you're going to get where you want to get to for the year, which means you're on track for your life. That's right. Simple as that. Just baby steps every single day, deliberate intention towards it, and, and playing it as that game. That's right. It doesn't matter what it's measured in, whatever your yeah. thing is. That you don't you're need to bring to get. anybody else in on it either, unless you've got a running mate. Unless you like, I've I've been in a situation, I guess, where you know I, 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 I'm the CEO of my business, and, I, and and when you've when you've got a, a broader base with there are other directors or owners of a business, it becomes a little bit different. I've been in that situation. I wouldn't go, not certainly not with those people again for sure. But I'd, I'd be reluctant to want to be in that situation. I'd rather drive it and and, and live and die by my own decisions. When you got a running mate, and I had this budgeting-wise one time, and and you're just having that banter with each other. Oh, we did this, we did, and you just get this energy that's just unstoppable. So having a buddy is pretty handy in that space. And if you're bouncing off each other, like this is the game we're playing, it's just fantastic, nothing better. So on that, what about a network? If we took a sort of top five, number four here, having a network of people or a mentor? Yeah, I think having a, a good solid network around you is really important. And, and, and I think you can say that both personally and business-wise. So on a personal note, I think having a great partner makes an enormous difference. Having a great family makes a really, really big difference. Um, having good friends outside makes a really good uh, difference because there are going to be times when, even though you're obsessive about your goal that you're aiming for, that you are off the clock and you can just chat and, and, and decompress with good quality people. Uh, and they're good quality people that don't detract from, from, from what you're trying to achieve in your life. You know, if you've got people that are naysayers or they're off, you know, and, and let's face it, if you look at the volume of people that consume narcotics and things like that, for example, and you might go, oh, I'm kicking goals and you know, you're in the bathroom at a, a nightclub you know, doing a line of cocaine or something like that, it's probably not the most supportive network of people to, 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 to be around. So having good solid people around that you can bounce or have fun with and, and just chew the fat with on a non-work related, but I've got good values. I think is, is is hugely important. It's underrated because we always think in the in the money space, especially you know, accountant, lawyer, legal advisor, business mentor. Um, you know, you might have if you're in the marketing space, you know, a, a social media 
person that advises you on your marketing and all of those sorts of things, they're all important parts of the team and having that network are crucial. But the other side of the coin of keeping your own mental well-being in tune by having good people that you hang out with when you're off the clock is is just as important. Now, literally this week, I had dinner with, um, yeah, people don't know, like their, their kids are at school with theirs. They've, they've moved back down to Melbourne uh, and, uh, and and they're up on, on school holidays. Their kids get on really, really well with, with theirs. We get on really well with them. And it was just a really, really great dinner and just catching up and chewing the fat about what you've been up to different business things, what's going on in the economy, what's going on in life, where you're going for your holidays. But you're talking with people that are at a level that 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 can inspire and help you grow into something new and try different things that maybe you haven't tried before to, to continue to grow as a person. You know, in other areas, not just on the business. So network no, can't stress it enough. And, you know, a mentor is a huge one. I look through my life and I've had, like, you know, people in the professional mentoring space, you know, people like Tony Robbins and, and probably Robert Kiyosaki would be two of the big names in there that I've done a lot of work with and spent a lot of time with as well, you know, behind the curtain, not in the audience listening to, but actually with. And, and they've been crucial for me, I think, in, in some of the breakthroughs I've had on my journey. But then I look on the other side and like my dad, even though he's someone that left school yeah, at effectively nine years old, has been probably one of the most important mentors in my life in terms of other things that aren't necessarily academic, but are life, life skills and values too. And ultimately, and I think we've said this before, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, you've got to have good people around you that in their area can stretch you because that's really where the growth comes from. Uh, and so can't stress it, you've got to have got to have a really good network of people around you. And and it will change over time. You've got to be you gotta be a little bit, I guess, not cold, that's not the word, but there'll come a time where you say, look. Uh, selective. Uh, selective is, is exactly it. And, and uh, you know, my wife and I were chatting about that the other day and you get to the point where certain people you just go, look, it's, it's nothing personal. We've, we've had a great time, but we're, 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 just, we're just going in a different direction. I'm sure we'll see you around and it's been, we've had some really good, good times, but yeah, we, we, we've had past tense some, some, some really great times, but we're just going in a bit of a different direction. So we're probably going to see less of you. I've used that speech a few times with a few ex-girlfriends. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very nice, AB. So last but not least, number five, what would be your, your fifth successful habit for those out there? I think you've got to reflect on things. Ooh, that's um, a nice one. In so far as you learn a lot more, you, you always learn a lot by doing. And doing isn't always, you don't always get the outcome that you want from doing anything. And I think reflecting on what you've done, um, why it's worked, or if it hasn't, what went wrong and what you can take out of that. Everything in life is a lesson. Just comes in some pretty unusual wrapping paper from time to time. And if we take our game in the trading space, for example, you know, you have a really great trade or you can have a really ordinary trade. Uh, And on the great trade, okay, let's break it down and find out, let's reflect on it. What was good about it? Why did it work? And how can we do more of that? Or in the instance where it didn't work, well, what was the reason or reasons why it didn't work? Was it something, you know, that came out of left field as an act of terror? Or um, maybe your view was right, but your timing's wrong. We get out of jail card for all traders. Or or, or maybe your view was just like out of tune with the actual nature of the trade. You had a long-term view, but it was a short-term trade. All those things you can put in the mixing pot and go, okay, well, I won't do that again. What can I, what can I strain out of it? And, and I think, you know, that's true of relationships. It's true with personal relationships. It's true with business relationships and it's true with yourself. Uh, and, and, and you, sometimes, you know, when you've made a decision that, you know, maybe it was rushed or it was made 
in the heat of the moment and emotionally charged, went on reflection, yeah, maybe I should have taken the weekend to chew that one over. Um, so I think, you know, reflecting and not just in your own mind, because you can go too deep in your own mind and ruminate too much. Uh, and that negative rumina- rumination is not a good thing. That just chews you up and, oh, God, I can't believe I did that. How stupid you get to get past that. I love journaling for that reason. You know, what were the great things about the week, top five? Um, and, and what are you working on for the week ahead, uh, either to continue that top five moving forward or if you've got a new set of priorities for the week ahead, um, you know, what are your particular focus groups and more importantly, what were the blunders that, that yeah, on reflection, yeah, try to cut a corner with that, thought it would save us some money and it's ended up blowing up in our face and we could have done that and should have instead. They're important things to do and that's, I think, you know, how that pathway to success, which is such a not straight line, um, becomes the reality is the, the zigzags all the way through with those setbacks and wins and, 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 and keeping the overall momentum going in the right direction, having a great network to pull you along, making sure you know yourself where you're at, being very clear on your intention and being bloody minded and determined uh, with where you're at. And at the end of the day, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. So gamifying it, it's a great way just to keep your interest peaked and, and uh, rubbing your hands at, right, let's get into this now, as opposed to, oh God, here we go. That's right. Absolutely. Abby, I think they're awesome tips and tricks out there for our listeners. Any part, any final words? Sorry. Most important thing with anything is just to get started. I think, you know, in our own mind, sometimes the barriers to getting started is that desire for perfection, which really doesn't exist. Better off getting started, reflecting on the mistakes you've made, maybe talking to people that can help you along the way and just keep it moving forward. But get started as always is the secret ingredient to kicking any kind of goal. Beautiful. Thanks, Abby. Absolute pleasure. Anytime, Mitch. There you have it, guys. Make sure you give us a review and a rating. We'll look forward to hosting you next week.